Hello, this is Zach. This is episode 52 of the podcast I regret making. Doing something a little different this time because my computer is not cooperating and recognizing my microphone. So recording off my phone. We'll see how this goes. Certainly not what I had in mind going into the night, but here we are. This is also my second attempt at recording the episode, not because of any issues necessarily. I had this plan, right? Especially when I thought I was going to be able to just record it off my PC, like I always do. Where I was going to have it all set up where I was going to screen capture to draft lottery stream and react to it as it was on the screen. So that didn't happen. And I ended up just recording my reaction anyway. And it was terrible. It was bad. It was not good. It was 20 minutes and 10 minutes of it was dead air. So, we threw that in the trash can. And now I'm just going to record a regular episode. Not sure if it'll go an hour Partially because I've already been talking for 20 minutes and don't have anything to show for it. Partially because I'm, I will probably want to do something else other, once the Super Bowl is over. Like, I'm okay recording this during the Super Bowl, because whatever. But after that, I'm probably going to want to play a video game or something. Or get this uploaded, or whatever. So... Let's get on with the show. After I absentmindedly figure out if this is indeed episode 52. might be 53. Or it might be 51. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's 51. Whoopsie. 10 for... So episode 51 off to an auspicious beginning. Let's try to pick it up from here, starting with some questions. From Bonk, before I had made a call for questions. Will the Jets make the playoffs? They did. It didn't go well, but they did. Uh, got swept by the Renegades. It was unpleasant. The Renegades got bounced like last night, I think, or tonight, or this morning. They're gone. Their series with Edmonton went seven games. They lost. It'll be a West Kendall Edmonton final. Like it's freaking season 28 or some crap. It'll be a great time. Except for, you know, the 12 teams not involved. How is your fantasy season going? It was terrible. It was bad. That's really all that needs to be said about that. It was not good. Bad things happened. I was like 7th in my group. About how was your SMJHL season? Well, it too is over. Uh, regular season went okay. I had 7 goals and 13 assists for 20 points. I got like 4 milestones, which is Pretty good for a rookie. Um, I had a ton of shots. Blocked shots. Easy for me to say. I finished like tied for six actually in the league. 
which made me pretty happy. <sighs> um, who's messing? Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, then we, but then we went to the playoffs, sorry, I, I'm getting messaged by people, um, then I got, went to the playoffs, and I played okay, I think I was the playoff index. I want to say I was point per game in the playoffs. I might not have been though. Pro team scoring. I was at one point because I had like a three point game. Oh, finished five points in six games. So no, not quite point per game in the playoffs. But definitely I was a lot better in the second half of the season than the first half. Which is to be expected as a rookie in the SMJHL. Um, so pretty excited to see what my build will look like next season. I imagine I'll be close to, if not at the cap, by the time the season starts. Um, so yeah, that's how my SMJHL season went. Sorry, I'm getting bombarded with messages. I guess people think I'm going to have like insider info now that the lottery is over because I'm in the draft class. Um, you know. Like, yes, some of these teams have messaged me. And yes, Hamilton is one of them, but I don't know where I rank on their board or anything. I don't know anything now just because the lottery happened. Yeah, this is going to be... I, I'm glad I deleted the episode with 10 minutes of dead air so that I could have another episode with 10 minutes of dead air. But we're going to make it work. I'm fighting through it, baby. Fighting through it. Thank you, Bonk, for the questions. There's where I bumped the podcast. Now to Argar. Have you been contacted by any GMs yet? Hell yeah, brother. Talk about it right now. Surprised by the amount of contact you've received right now? Absolutely. Um... I mean, yes and no. I am. Some of the people have surprised me. Some of them haven't. Um, there's one in particular that I'm surprised I haven't heard from. But, eh, whatever. Um, obviously, there are some teams I'm not surprised I haven't heard from. Um, whether it be because they're later in the draft order and presumably aren't likely to pick me. Not saying I'm going to go first overall or anything like that, but I will probably be, despite what Argar's mock draft said, I'm probably not falling 11th to Winnipeg. Okay? So, 
not surprisingly, I haven't heard from any of the teams like still into playoffs and still in ownership of their first round picks, um, including Winnipeg, which I think even if in a Winnipeg were in the lottery, I wouldn't hear from them because they know me, right? I, I feel like I have a hard time imagining Flappy reaching out to me if he had the third overall pick to say, hey, how do you feel about still being in Winnipeg? Like, I don't think that conversation would happen. I think he would just draft me. Um, and there's another team in a really, I won't say which one, but another team in a really similar situation that was in the lottery that, like, they haven't talked to me, but I feel like it's because the GM is, just assumes I'm going to be okay with going there because of how long we've known each other or whatever. Um, you could probably read between the lines and figure that one out. Um, so what happened to Winnipeg in the playoffs? We fucking sucked. Um, got swept by Texas. Really the story of the season, and it's really hard... It just... We only had a couple of players that were really clicking this season for whatever reason. I don't know if it was a line steal or just we weren't... I wasn't paying really enough attention to know was it a goal suppression issue? Was it just a depth issue or what the deal was? But, like, I had the best season I had had in three or four years, and we barely scraped into playoffs and got swept in once we got there. Um, and Visser had a good year. You know, we had players who played really well, and then we, just for whatever reason, like the whole shooting match just wasn't there. Um, it was a weird deal, but that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, that's... Unfortunately, the end of Zach Evans' career outside of one more hurrah in IHF, which will be really interesting when that gets started because it looks like, obviously, rosters aren't official yet. Because, well, one, because they aren't official yet. Two, because we don't officially have a federation head at the moment. Sleepy stepped down. Um, presumably, Pris will be filling that vacancy, but it went to app, so we'll see. I have a hard time imagining, A, anybody else applying for it, B, anybody getting picked by HO for that position other than Pris. I know we were talking about lines and rosters and stuff in case she does get the position, and it pretty much works out perfectly that... We have, I forget what the roster number is in IHF. I want to say it's 18 skaters and two goalies, but I might be wrong on that if I am. Whoops. But it works out that we have, like, the exact number of active skaters that you need, or the exact number of, I'm phrasing this all wrong. If it is 16 skaters then we have 14 active players between our rookies or whatever and the people who are still on left over from before. And we can fill like the two other spots with retiring Volkova and retiring Old Man Evans to give us 16 
active skaters if you include the two retiring outgoing players who are still eligible. So there won't be any inactives on the team because we also have, right now, four active goalies. <laughs> Three of them are rookies. One of them is Marmoladov on LAP. So obviously he'll start and one of the three rookies will be the backup and the other two, unfortunately, will not make the roster this time around, which, you know, could give them the option to transfer if they so choose, considering the roster situation, or stick around and see how it works out for them. Obviously, that's entirely up to them, and I'm completely just throwing this out there on the podcast for anybody to hear, including other IHF heads, but especially when it comes to goalies, man. Like, if there's a chance for them to play somewhere else sooner, and that's something they would want to entertain, I'd rather that happen than them be landlocked in Russia forever. So, you know, if you happen to be listening and in the market for an IHF goaltender, I I would look into that um, if I were y'all. Just saying. Uh, but the point of all that is to say, other than that tournament... Uh, Evans is done. Zach Evans is done. So, it was a good run. The best of times, the worst of times, etc. Um, thank you, Argar, for the questions. Next is Gordy Boom, who I believe is a first-time asker of the questions. Here at the podcast, I'll regret making. He asks, I'm curious how it is like being an SMJ Joe player now compared to when you created your first player. Any major differences? Ignore if that's been asked already. And it's funny, Gordy, because I've had similar questions, but not this one exactly. And it's just different enough that this is actually a new question. And what I mean by that is like, since I'm assuming you haven't listened to past episodes. And if you haven't, welcome to the show. Um, thanks for tuning in. Other people have asked, like, to compare the class specifically. You know, compare people in this draft class, such as you and me, since I know you are in this draft class as well, Gordy, uh, to the class I was in with my first player, which was the Season 31 draft class, which was another... Big, but not as big as this one. Reddit class. So that's been a really popular question because of the similarities in that regard between the two. But nobody has really asked about my personal experience uh, between the two. Um, I will say, and this is not a shot at Season 46 or even the League at all, um, I don't think it can be helped. The first time around was more fun. Um, I just think, you know, that's just because the first time around it was new and I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and excited about this new fancy Sim League thing. And now I'm a seasoned vet. So there is some excitement to it that I'm, you know, I'm back to building a player instead of banking TPE to fight against regression and all that boring stuff, and I'm playing on teams that I 
haven't played on before and since I was, you know, a Falcon for two years and then played on the Winnipeg Jets my entire SHL career. Um you know, playing on Montreal has been you and in all likelihood I'll be on a new SHL team as well. So, you know, it's all you know, there there are exciting and new aspects of it, but the newness of the site itself is gone. Oh wow, good job, Jared Goff. That's that's wow, that's hell of a throw, kid. Hell of a throw. New England's gonna win. It's great. Everything's great. Um Outside of, you know, what can't be helped, because, you know, like I say, that's that would have been the case regardless of, I mean, I'll be, it, it, you know, it's just that freshness is gone. There's no putting that genie back in the bottle. Um, the extra two teams have made it, added an interesting twist. Um... There's almost more intrigue going into the SHL draft as well. Um, because I don't want to say this to sound braggadocious, but I was very much a late bloomer going into my SHL draft with the first player. Where a lot of the mocks and projections and rankings and media and stuff have me going like second round or maybe late first at the very end of the deal um, with the last player. And it ended up being a complete surprise when I went fifth, even to me, because at that time, Winnipeg took me fifth overall, of course. Winnipeg had not, like, I had reached out to them. A little bit to Atlas was the GM at the time. He had just literally just taken over for Leafs, who had managed the team for 30 seasons. And so I had reached out to them a little bit to kind of wet feel out where I was on their board or whatever. And I got a pretty lukewarm response in out of that, which at the time I assumed was actually a lukewarm reaction. As it turned out, it was just Atlas kind of playing coy. But he didn't want to tip his hand or anything like that. Um, but at the time, based on every interaction I had going into that draft, I felt like the only team that was legitimately considering me in the first round was Seattle at seven. Um... So when I got picked fifth, it was a complete surprise even to me, and it screwed up Mox, because I was even listing myself seventh to Seattle or whatever. Nobody had me going that early, including myself, because it wasn't even on my radar, and because Winnipeg had kept that close to the chest or whatever. Whereas this time around, like, I'm not saying I'll go first overall, but there have been a lot of, t more than one team to tell me if they won the lottery they would pick me first overall now Hamilton won the lottery they haven't told me that but 
Um, there were other teams that did. Um, so we'll see. Regardless of how it plays out for Hamilton and whether or not they pick me, I know I'm only going to fall so far because of those conversations. You know, I know one of those teams, if I fall to X, they will pick me. But despite like you, even despite knowing that, it almost makes it more interesting just to see a which one of those teams will actually stand by that and which ones of them will change their mind based on how the draft plays out. And B, if any of those teams, like a Hamilton, who hasn't made that promise, screws it up for everybody, or who they pick over me, or whatever, you know? And it's almost more almost more interesting from the recreate standpoint as well. Because in that first draft, and this does tie into the other questions, like, in the Season 31 draft, it was really light on recreates. So it was a whole bunch of us first-gens literally jockeying for draft position. Because outside of JY and Grim Reaper, there really wasn't anybody to compete with on the recreate side. There were other recreates, but they had all kind of faded they weren't really active, okay? So as with this one, you have some of those really active first-gens who could sneak into the picture. Like a, uh, you know, a Stave Gambler. Or, oh my god, I forgot what Michael Scarn's username is. I'm completely blanking. Um, you're pretty active too, Gordy. You have more TP than I do, I'm pretty sure. Let me check your player page. Yeah, you've got 272. I'm at 268 right now. So we're close, but you've got more TPE than I do. Um, but then on top of that, you have a, a higher caliber of recreate class as well, which, just to be honest about it, recreates, if they're proving they are at least a certain level of active the second time around, even if they're a little bit behind... Some teams will put more stock into them by considering them a proven commodity because they were successful with their last player. Some like going the first-gen route. I personally, when I was a GM, liked taking a chance on the first-gen and banking on them still being excited and fresh and you and all of that. But some guys prefer the, the proven commodity or whatever. So I think especially if you see... a first-gen... Gosh, I was going to say, you know, knock out a couple of really good play-by-plays, but now you can only do them in the finals. See, that's a, a difference from when I was a rookie. There were play-by-plays every round of the playoffs. Granted, it was only for games 5, 6, and 7 in the first two rounds, and then all seven games of the finals. But it was possible for you to do two or three play-by-plays, and that was... I did two of them, and that's what kind of boosted my draft stock there at the end with my last player, right? I haven't done one since, but I did those two. But you really don't have that opportunity anymore. You could do one, but that's it. Um, so that's something that kind of works against the first gens a little bit, but people hate play-by-play, so what do you do? Um... 
Uh, but certainly you still have like the post game shows and stuff like that. That if you and you know do media that kind of thing, there's still time for a first gen to really make a team think. Okay, yeah, Zach's cool, Argar's cool, Pris is cool, G cool is cool. No pun intended. Jenny, insert your recreate here. But man, this 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 new kid. It's all over the place. I don't know if we can pass him up. There's still time for that conversation to take place. It's just a lot harder in this class for it to take place. So in that sense, I'm really intrigued to see how the SHL draft plays out. More so than I was last time. Because last time it was more like, ah, I'm just happy to be here. Whoever drafts me, drafts me. You know. And like, don't get me wrong. There's nowhere I'm, you know, not trying to get drafted this time around. But... The puzzle is a lot more interest, intriguing to me this time around, if that makes sense. With that said, don't look at my mock draft when the time comes. It's going to be terrible. Just don't even, no, copy somebody else for the mock draft PT, bud. Free advice. I'm always terrible at them. Anyway, thank you for the question, Gordy. And I know I kind of rambled a little bit, went all over the place, but hopefully that's a good enough answer for you. And you come back for future episodes <sighs> Slappy has questions what are the qualities you were looking for in a USHL team what would attract you the most in any aspect of a team on ice or off what qualities would you avoid given the chance uh I didn't finish reading that. You get can you can get specific regarding actual teams or just keep it generic as you see fit. There's really not any team I'm vehemently opposed to going. Um Um mm, I think it would be cool if I ended up in another situation similar to Winnipeg the last time. And what I mean by that is when I was drafted to Winnipeg, they were very much, even though it's one of the historically great teams in the SHL, at the time it was very much in transition. Had just started dipping out of... playoff picture on a regular basis. In fact, the season after I was drafted, they were awful. They hadn't quite hit rock bottom when they drafted me, They, but they were on the way there and they got there during my send-down season. Okay? Um, so, obviously, that part wasn't great, but it was cool to come in at the ground level of bringing the team back from that point. Especially being alongside Visser and and Corey Bears and those guys to kind of become the faces of the next generation of the Winnipeg Jets. The post-Leafs era, so to speak. Right? Um, so it would be cool to do that again. 
or in the case of the expansion team, just be part of a new team, be the face of a new team if I were to fall to the expansion teams. Like, if that happens, awesome. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be insulted in the slightest if I think the lottery thread said they'll pick fourth and fifth. So if the top three pass on me, if Hamilton, Minnesota, and... Oh my God, who was the other one? Buffalo? It wasn't Buffalo. Uh, it was somebody else. Uh, Tampa Bay. Pass on me, and I end up in Chicago or New Orleans. Great. Tampa Bay, honestly, would be kind of a similar thing um, with the new management, the relocation. Uh, Minnesota, you know, the post-Argar era. If they were... Okay, they're probably picking Argar, let's be honest. Unless he goes first overall to Hamilton. But, in that hypothetical, sure, why not? I don't know if Hamilton's... I know they missed the playoffs this time around, but I don't know if they're necessarily in that transformational rebranding phase yet. Um, defensively, they might be soon. Um, not sure how many more years old Bend Over has in him. Um, but they're not quite there yet, but that's fine. If they want to take me first overall, you know, whatever. You know, that's just, you know, a tiny thing that would be cool, but it's not going to be a deal breaker if pulling something out of my ass here that isn't going to happen, but let's say it could. Edmonton made this ridiculous trade to move up to third overall and picked me. And I ended up on a super stacked Edmonton team instead. Okay, fine. Whatever. But. That, that's just like one small slight preference. At the end of the day, I'm probably going to get along just fine. Wherever I end up. So, whatever. Um, Five seasons from now. Who will be the most dominant forward, defenseman, and goalie? In the SHL, this is interesting. Um, so you're probably looking at, in five seasons, we'll call it season 50. Who are the guys who are going to be like peak TPE at that time, right? Um, so you're looking at... That would be like season 41-ish SHL draft hitting its peak. It's an awkward time to be looking at, you know, TPE rankings, so to speak. That's a really weird time in the league. Looking back, the goalie is probably almost certainly, I feel like, Catavilde. And I might be forgetting somebody. Um, but that feels like the obvious choice from that era. 
as far as the goalie goes. And if I'm forgetting somebody, feel free to yell at me. Um, but that was during a particularly... You don't see a lot of goalies still hanging around from that weird little period of the late 30s, early 40s. Um, Tommy Tuck is not... Is Tommy the goalie or is Tor the goalie? Tommy's the goalie. Okay, Tommy might be up there too. He would be in regression by then, but he's pretty good. But that's the only other one I can think of for that conversation. Um, I'm trying to think of who the defense would be, because my forward is probably either... And I'm going to butcher this name, but Peter Cherkowski on Edmonton or Flacco Lagerfield on Tampa Bay. Because they'll be hitting their prime and their stride right about then. Man, the season 41 draft is rough if you ever get a chance to look at it, y'all. There's a lot of people who have died since then. R.I.P. <laughs> um, man. This is, this is, yeah. But the defensemen. Um, hell. Um, oh, well, okay, so I had forgotten that the season 40 draft also has, well, no, he's a defenseman. Okay, so maybe McZerl for your defenseman? I feel like it's got to be either him or Driftwood. I'm tr I'm really struggling to think of other defensemen from that era who will be hitting their prime right about then. Um, if I'm Again, if I'm missing somebody, yell at me. But I feel like it's between those two. Um, in that case, probably player build-wise, McZerl's going to be the more likely one to be putting up the huge numbers or whatever, while Driftwood would be the team player, so to speak. Um, doing the little things. So yeah, I'd probably say, if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably say Tchaikovsky, McZerl, uh, and I'll say Tuck. But. It, it's it's a weird little time because there's some guys who have really broken out. But there's a it wasn't not a huge volume out of that little stretch. And a lot of them have gone inactive since. So. Yeah, I don't think like season forty-two was strong, a sore, somewhat stronger class, but I don't think they're gonna be there yet. And season forty-three was a big class, but I really don't think they'll be there yet. I think if you're talking seven, eight years or seasons down the road, then you would be looking at some of those names, like a Luke or a Tig Murphy, Lil Manius, 
those guys, but I, I just think if you're saying specifically five seasons from now, it's, ju it's just a little too early for them. So. Now that you are officially a professional writer, I'd like to hear your critiques of the Big Parm article. Should I dust off the great American novel I have sitting in my desk at home and see if I can't finish it or just stay in my lane? You're a pretty good writer, Slappy. Um, I'm trying to think reading that who you reminded me of specifically, and I've been struggling with that. You definitely have... Not a surprise to anyone who's listened to the Big Slappy Hour, of course, but good comedic timing with your writing, which is really hard to do with writing, because um, with your voice, you know, you can inflect, you can, you, can, you can set up a punchline a lot better with your voice than you can in writing, especially if it's in a conversation, because you could play off others, you could give, you know, Pick up visual cues, body cues, along with the, vi the the audio cues, like your inflections and stuff. In writing, it's all in how it's read, right? So it's a lot harder to do that in writing. And you've got pretty good command of that. Um, certainly, it's hard for me to be a super critical, analytical judge of your writing ability, because... Uh, I'm definitely more of a non-fiction writer, and I'm sure your great American novel would not be that. So, you're you're one of us is playing checkers and one of us is playing chess, so to speak. But at the very least, you've you can spell and know how to use punctuation, and know how to write in an interesting and engaging style. So you've that's that's three good. Check marks for you. Um, that's about all I can say, um, either positively or negatively. But yeah, I liked it. Um, what? What are we? Are you, what? Okay. The Rams are still trying, bless their hearts. Um, so, yeah. Um, no, yeah, you're a pretty good writer, Slappy. Keep it up. Um, do I have any last-minute questions? I do not. Um, so, yeah, I kind of touched on it here and there, but Hamilton won the lottery, which was a real surprise because they only had ten balls. In fact, he had actually kind of made a... Or Halsey, I should specify who. Halsey had kind of made a passing comment that came off as a really biting... Oh, there's the icing on the cake. Missing the field goal to end the game. Went through all that effort. And you did that. Good work, L.A. Anyway. But he had kind of made a comment like, Oh, just fuck us, right? Because he only got ten balls in the lottery. I guess there was a change or so. I don't know. I, I mean, it's... If he won more balls, he should have finished fucking worse in the standings. I don't know what, what we're supposed to do to give him fewer balls, but anyway. Or more balls. But he had enough. So Hamilton will pick first overall. We'll see who they pick. Um, it'll be interesting for sure.
It's getting closer and closer to that time. Getting closer and closer to find out who's got to win the Challenge Cup. Will it be West Kendall? Will it be Edmonton? I think they're both really good teams. I think a lot of people are assuming it'll be Edmonton because of how dominant they were in the regular season, but uh, I, I'd hate to sleep on West Kendall, especially since they have won two championships in the S40s. They've kind of established themselves as a team of the 40s, so to speak, kind of like Calgary was the team of the 30s. I'd hate to bet against them, personally, but we'll see. Uh, I don't even know what's going on in the SMJHL playoffs anymore. Since I got bounced, I could take a look at that real quick. Um, as my phone informs me, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. No shit. Um, Detroit's up 2-1 on Colorado. St. Louis is up 2-1 on Vancouver. Okay, cool story. Um, just let me know when next season starts on that regard. Yeah. So, it's getting that time where we get close to the offseason. And I'm telling you, I'm really looking forward to this offseason with the draft and everything to see how it how it all plays out. Um, it'll be interesting, to say the least. Um, really look forward to seeing some of those mock drafts, especially after listening to Argars. Uh, definitely a few points. I respectfully disagree on that. Uh, I don't think I'm falling to 11th. Uh, even out of... I, I don't think anybody respects Winnipeg enough to let them... Let me fall to them. Um, I don't. I don't think you're gonna find ten nice guys. I'm sorry. Um, you might find a couple of guys who like players more than me, but after after a certain point, it, it, no, mm -mm. no, I don't. I don't foresee that. Uh, I definitely don't see. He didn't even include Pris in his first round. That's not gonna happen. Um, I don't think there was somebody else, and I'm completely blanking now, that he had out of his first round. It was a first gen. I was like, oh, why isn't that? Especially because he listed like a bunch of first gens. I can't remember which one I thought he missed. Fuck. Did he include Jenny in his first round? I know that's not a first gen, but I don't think he, I don't think he did. Right. Point is, I know I said don't copy my mock draft, but definitely don't copy Argars when the time comes. Just throwing that out there. Um. Thank you to anyone who watched my little tribute video for the old man this week. No idea if he'll get graded worth a shit. Don't care. Didn't do it for the money. Did it for something fun. Just screwing around, especially with Izzy making videos and stuff. Um, 
I'm glad a lot of y'all liked it. Um, I'm sure I'll do... I'll try it again at some point. Don't know when, don't know what for, but it seemed to be well-received. And Honestly, I would have liked to do more with it, but the problem was I picked a pretty obscure render, and uh, even the fill-in that I decided to use for, like, because I obviously... Okay, so Glenn Denning is my render that I chose back when I was in Detroit with the Falcons. And I used him throughout my whole career. But for the video, I wanted to at least use a jet for the jet's parts. Uh, just picking Brian Little because he wears 18. Evans wore 18. Still wasn't picking guys that have, you know, expansive catalogs of highlights. Let's be honest. This I was not picking Patrick Line. I was not using Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews. I was using fucking Luke Glenn, Glenn Denning and Brian Little. So I ran out of footage that I felt comfortable using real quick. Um, maybe that will be less of an issue with Matthew Kachuk, especially since whether it's his antics, shall we say, or his obsessive mouth guard chewing, or his actually ab actual ability to play hockey. He he's in a lot of YouTube videos and stuff. So I could probably work a little bit more with him. But we'll see. Um, but yeah. Um, might be a little while before I have another podcast going to Florida for a week and a half. Starting like Wednesday of this week. So it'll be a hot minute before you hear my voice again. It'll probably be after the draft, honestly. Uh, we'll see. I, obviously, a uh, date hasn't been announced yet. But I would imagine the season will be pretty much done and dusted. And the draft should be pretty close to the time I'll be getting back. If not earlier. So we'll see. Um, until then... Thanks for listening. Hopefully this new whatever I do with this audio on my phone isn't complete shit. We'll see. And uh, catch y'all next time.